we're recording. Oh, so whenever you guys are. Well, if we're recording, then first up, we I have to we have to preface everything because Vargas is going to make here after I'm done. He's going to make a very I it's a, it's a good joke. It's a great joke. But we need the audience to know for any new listeners that we all think Rush Limbaugh was a piece of shit. He was a ghoul of a man. And even if you don't believe in heaven or hell, just astral project yourself. I did it this morning. (laughs) And I saw him suffering in the astral plane. So whatever you believe, he is suffering because he was a garbage person dog shit. Guys, that's a little harsh. I'm going to say Rush Limbaugh, R.I.P. Wait, wait. R.I.P.? What do you mean? He sucked. <laughs> yeah. Rest in pedophilia. What did you guys think I meant? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Known pedophile, Rush Limbaugh. That, is, that brings up... A, that's really funny, because I want to get to a point... The day that I die, I don't want it to be trending on Twitter, rest in piss. Right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, that, that kind of alludes to the type of man Rush Limbaugh was. Yeah. And another thing... <laughs> oh, dude, that was good. Huh? That was good. That was pretty, that was pretty is good. The, is the show that we are doing right now. Uh, I am Brian. I'm Brendan. And I am Vargas. Yeah, uh, and Rush Limbaugh can... can um, I don't know, he, could, he could die right? again, I guess. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he can keep dying. Super death will take him. Yeah. <laughs> I will say for a lot of people, if, if you think we're being callous, just do a modicum of research on, yeah. on Rush Limbaugh Look and what he believed he said and did. And about said. anybody. <laughs> he was an yeah. awful human being. Yeah, he was terrible. Oh. Anyway. But you know what helps with being awful? Uh, beer. Beer. Yeah. The taste of this beer washes out the taste of that man's legacy. What are we drinking? You got that man's legacy in your mouth? Yeah. Oh. Get that. Get his legacy out of your mouth. Good God. Put uh, Vargas's leg in my mouth. That's right. <laughs> what we are drinking today is it's classic. I, I felt like we need we need a hard reset after the beer bracket. We had someone a lo- was upset. We had a lot of. I wasn't upset. I, I felt great. Molly oh. felt good. We had a lot of out there beers. I'll mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. right. We're right. taking it back. A nice classic single wide IPA from Boulevard. Yeah, but we've got, we've got two of them, so technically it's double wide. Mm. It's sextuple wide because we got six of them yeah. in the room. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a big ass. Be a big trailer. That's just a house. <laughs> what is a house but a non-mobile trailer? That's right. It's good. I like it. It's fine. Pale ale. I haven't had one in a while, so. I haven't had this in a long time, and this is very good. It's it, so smooth. It Man. honestly it reminds me of just sitting in the bar with my buddies. That's like... Well, that's, that's the how, feel we go for. That's so. what I'm saying. This Just is nice. Here, talking with our buddies. This is nice. Did you see Boulevard is releasing a Boulevard 100? It's that's what I wanted wheat. to get. Yeah, but I couldn't find 100 it. calorie wheat. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Exactly. That's why I wanted to get it, but I couldn't it's find it. So I went with single wide light AF. Now, what does that mean? I don't. Light. I think that a lot. I thought people were just mispronouncing "a" or misspelling "as." Light Air Forces. I oh think yeah, I did. Well. I did have it. My heavy thumbs. That's oh, what happened. I'm yeah, sorry. you're I'm all sorry. thumbs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guys. Um. So, uh, you know the new normal, right? Uh, <laughs> well, this has been and another thing. It's been a good run. We're calling it quits here. <laughs> the uh, uh, Blizzard, the popular uh, gaming company. They have what's called BlizzCon every year, and it's a huge it's a huge thing. We're all big fans of Diablo here. Um, a couple of us played Warcraft back in the day. Um, Starcraft I, back in the day. Starcraft. I, mean. I even dabbled in World of Warcraft for a bit. Uh, I, yeah, we all did. But yeah, then I saw the... shocking the, thing in the world. Well, I saw the time and energy it takes to actually <laughs> be good at that game, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't mm-hmm. want to live in mom and dad's basement. Yeah, it's a second job. Yeah. 
Well, that's assuming you have a first job. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they just they just had their virtual BlizzCon, or they're still, I guess they're still they're still having it. But day one was full of stuff. But I thought, interestingly, we talked a little bit about it before the show. Metallica played a live set at BlizzCon, or, or a live song at BlizzCon Which, for BlizzCon. by itself, pretty interesting. That's very, pretty cool. Very, very yeah, interesting very, that, I mean, that they were doing it. Yeah. It shows why Diablo is so metal. I'm sure there's plenty of, <laughs> yeah. plenty of metal fans on the team. But... Uh, Twitch, right? This this BlizzCon, this virtual BlizzCon, is streaming on Twitch, and Twitch cut the performance off. They cut the music off. They cut the, the performance kept going, Sorry. and overlaid over Metallica playing was like an eight bit version of like a, a just a commercial, like a yeah. song, yeah, like yes. music, yeah. like elevator music, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, Fucking so so crazy. <laughs> probably gave a lot of people who were smoking. Some very yeah. weird feelings, like yeah. oh, oh, this is bad. Like, what are we? What I are we doing here? Down. So they did it because they were afraid of copyright issues. And we were talking a little bit before the show about how crazy that is for the whole oh, the whole man. of streaming music that the artist who wrote the song owns and, the rights and to the is song performing it. And is performing <laughs> said song can't do it? Yeah. The Twitch Well they they, yeah. they can. It, I mean part of the reason it's it's an automated thing, right? Right. Right. As soon as the algorithm or the bot or whatever detects that you're playing a copyrighted song, it Cuts it off. I assume, right? It it is like an automatic thing, right? Because again, it's like built in, and that's what like a lot of Twitch streamers were talking about. We, we, we want we, like the DMCA, which is what companies use to like copyright strike music and yeah. take over like the earnings from it and stuff like that. Like it's so intense on Twitch and so like like as soon as something pops up, they, it's like groundhog, you know, like a, or the mm-hmm. whack a mole basically, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like just immediately get it, just cut it down, like stop it, you know, and. And that's what like all these Twitch streamers are like. This is the issue. Like, right. This is what we're talking about. It's so stupid. You'd think that Blizzard. I, it's a pretty big company. Just, just full stop. That's a pretty big company. Yeah. Uh, you think that Blizzard would have contacted Twitch, or that Twitch would have known that something was going right. on, and they're like, "Hey, one of the biggest bands in the world <laughs> is going to play a song for us. Can you like just yeah, just, be, just live be cool monitor for that? like two seconds? Don't let your bot ruin our right. show. Yeah." I mean, you, and yes, you would think that that would be a thing that exists <laughs> or even, even more so to the fact like Herman Lee got banned from Twitch for playing Dragon Force right. songs, presumably songs he owns some sort of right to right. He, that he wrote and he created wrote and, and like... played it. Right. <laughs> um, so you'd think that channels like that, that are like music centric right. or, you know, it would be like Matt Hafey getting banned from playing trivium songs mm-hmm. yeah, i'm surprised which, that hasn't happened but well he because he um he changes them up he does like acoustic yeah. versions or things right. like that and do, i was gonna that brings an interesting point do you think if herman lee so he was the guitarist for or is the guitarist for dragon force do you think if he would have just played every like if he was one note higher or one note lower and played everything it would still pick it up oh if you change the pitch probably oh, that's a good it question. probably would i mean i don't know i don't, know, I don't, I don't know, know how the bot works but it it would seem like there should be some sort of human interaction with that. Like, oh, this is Herman Lee's channel. Right. Because he wasn't a small channel. Like, he's got a following. Let's right, let's right. let's maybe change the bot for that channel or flag that channel. Right. And, like, maybe we don't instantly... Well, that was a big thing with uh, Cyberpunk's release is that but leading up to Cyberpunk's release, CD Projekt Red was saying, oh, we have a version... Like, there is a DMCA version yeah. of the game that for the streamers out there we want to like but like they were saying that most of the 
uh, copyrighted music that they had, they owned. So like it wouldn't oh, get struck sure. down. Yeah. But for some music, the DMCA uh, switch you could do was it just turned the music off. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't play it. So like a lot of Twitch streamers were like, you know, the, the like the uh, there's this really funny video of uh, his name is Moist Critical. And uh, he Great. was he was playing through Cyberpunk and his chat was like, hey, if you're so worried about like stop muting the audio, if you're like muting all the audio for the game, yeah. just do the DMCA thing. And he got so he was like, it's that doesn't work that way. Like right. if I do the DMCA switch on Cyberpunk, it's so fucked up that like you're still going to get no like no audio. Yeah. Basically, it, it was it, it was just like one of those things that like, again, Twitch, Twitch and their DMCA stuff, their copyright stuff. It's I mean, so bizarre. YouTube's the same way, right? right. Like, I watch a, a music education channel. It's literally a, a channel that teaches you about music theory and mm-hmm. how it's used and applied and all this stuff. Right. And one of the caveats to copyright is that you can use copyrighted material in an educational setting. Right. That's the whole point of this channel. Right. He gets copyright struck all the time. It's. I mean, it's right. completely ridiculous. And that, for and for YouTube specifically, like we talked about, Twitch is probably automated in some way, but yeah. YouTube is definitely automated. Oh, 100%. And then yeah. like whenever you, because you can like uh, challenge it or put a ticket in to be yeah. like, no, that's that, that's not accurate. Right. And that is automated too. Like there's yeah. so many YouTube streamers and YouTube people who have channels like that who are like, yeah, no matter what we do, it doesn't go to a person to be like, oh yeah, you're right. Right. It, it's just insane. It's so ridiculous. You, uh, unless, unless you're, a huge guy, right? Like, right. you know, if Brandon's PewDiePie, he's, he's pretty tall. <laughs> right. Unless you're PewDiePie and you can right. contact. Fuck PewDiePie. I mean, yes, absolutely. Fuck PewDiePie, but he's pretty cute. Yeah. No. Do you think, do, so the, like all those react videos, are they getting away with it because they're reacting no, to videos on YouTube? S- some do, some don't like there, there are some, uh, like, uh, angry Joe. Uh, he's like a big, like a YouTuber. I know who puts out like, hour long like reviews of games and stuff like that. And sometimes he'll do just like trailer react videos and those get copyright struck a lot. And he's like, no, it's me just like not taking this as my own. I'm just like going over it and talking about the, the, the trailer. So that's another interesting thing too, right? It, there is a, there is a line legally, right? There is a line where you have to provide a mm-hmm. certain amount of right commentary. You have to change, yes. you have to change the, original artifact right. enough to but a he, certain degree. Right. But even still, count. some people still get hit. Oh yeah. And he was talking about, uh, he started to notice, he like went back. He has a video where like a while from a while ago where he was like going through and showing people like, here's where they're striking. Cause they can strike certain parts of the video, right. certain scenes, things like that. And he noticed this trend that anytime he was doing a trailer reacts video, it was always whenever he said something negative about the thing. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. and, or like something weird about it. And like those were getting struck more than like the overly positive ones. Interesting. And he actually made videos where he was like, like even he was like, I think he actually did this where he made two videos about the same trailer. Yeah. One was like overly positive. One was overly negative, And the negative one got struck. <laughs> And he was like, what the fuck is going That's, on with this thing? So if you hate this podcast, go tell everyone on YouTube about <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure. Do it there, and then everyone will listen mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah, uh, BlizzCon. <laughs> New normal, am I right, guys? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Diablo 2 Remastered looks awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to bog it down into, into another video game episode, but there's a lot of... If you're, you if, you're, if you're into video games, 
Go check it out because there's right. a lot of Diablo 4 is coming out. Overwatch 2 is coming out. Of, I mean, sometime Someday, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but go check them out. Yeah, Diablo 2 Remastered, like Brendan said. Uh, looks It looks like Diablo 3. It's crazy how good it looks. Uh, yeah. it, it looks really good. So, And I know the three of us actually played Diablo 3 together quite a bit uh-huh. when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming we're going to do the same thing with Diablo 2. Yeah, Correct. I already called dibs on Necromancer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> So yeah, go uh, go. Just watch. Don't, you don't have to watch BlizzCon, but just look up the news. Just watch after, the trailers. Yeah, after <laughs> after they're doing their thing. Nice. <laughs> what a delightful episode! And now a word from our sponsors. Here at Debates on Tap, we love two things more than our families and our significant others, and that's coming from the one single member of the group, so you can trust it. We love local businesses and caffeine, and we are happy to partner with Grind Coffee Company. Grind Coffee has gotten me out of bed in the morning with the sweet, sweet aroma of the Brazilian marcador. I marched right into the coffee maker. Or the dark tones of the Sumatra Gallo. If you want coffee to match your heart, black as night. All of Grind Coffee Company's beans are roasted here in KC Mo, and all their beans are ethically sourced, which means no kids are bean harvesting, no old people either, unless they want to ethically. Go to grindcoffeecompany.com and use promo code DEBATESONTAP15 to save 15% on your entire order. They have other merch like clothes and mugs in case you don't need caffeine to stay out of jail like I do. Again, that's grindcoffeecompany.com, promo code DEBATESONTAP15. Drink me! I want to talk about expectations. And, you know, because we've... Are they great? Are they pretty? They're pretty great. (laughs) What, uh, yeah, I want, I, I want to talk about, to give context. Uh, maybe <laughs> we've talked many times about how we, we, we have expectations for things and sometimes they hit our expectations. Sometimes they don't, you know, but I don't think we've ever had something where after 534 days of not doing something, Nintendo announces Dude. <laughs> a Nintendo <laughs> direct. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I want to touch on this really quick. Cause I, I'm like, you, I, I don't want to talk about video games the entire time, but cause I, I have another interesting thing I want to talk about, but I just want to talk about Nintendo again. Five hundred thirty-four days since they've done a Nintendo Direct, a, like a they proper Nintendo a, Direct. They've which done for those who don't know is there's like a little press conference they do for all right. Nintendo it's like fans. A, it's like a, almost an hour-long press conference they do, and, and again they haven't done be, it in almost two years. And it's supposed to every time they do it, it's supposed to be like exciting news, like oh shit, there's oh, a new yeah. Mario game, the oh shit, there's a yeah. new Zelda right. game. And so since you know, in in between these two directs, because they just had one a week ago, and boy, how to I'm going to address it here in a second. But in between, they've had like little indie directs where they talk about indie games coming out, indie showcases, and then sometimes like they'll just do like, "Hey, Paper Mario is coming out tomorrow. Here, here you yeah. go. Right? Here's the new Smash character. So, did, yeah. So the idea of Nintendo's doing a, a 51 minute new direct had people on the hype train. One, primarily for me, because this is like the 30, 35th anniversary 35th. Of, of like Zelda, yeah, Legend of Zelda, and also like the 30th anniversary of Metroid. So people were like, oh, yeah. oh shit, we're going to get more info about that stuff. Let's let's go. Then you watch the direct and you're like, oh, this was this could have been an email. You could have yeah. just <laughs> You could have just sent this in an email and I would have been fine, right? <laughs> I think the the highlights from the direct because there weren't many uh, was they announced a new switch a new a new smash character, yeah. Pyra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, and then Mario Golf, yep. which I, I am pumped about Mario Golf. Can There will be a day where we will switch from playing Diablo 2 Dude, to all to three Mario of us just going Golf. to Mario Golf. Yeah. And the then life. they announced uh, from the uh, Octopath Traveler team uh, a game called, tentatively titled, Project Triangle Strategy. 
With, it looks... Yeah, that's going to be the title of the game. Yeah, it <laughs> looks... That team sounds obtuse. It, <laughs> oh, my... It, it looks like a like Back a fire again. emblem type of game. Think of think of if you're familiar with fire emblem or even Final Fantasy Tactics. That's what it looks like. It looks really interesting, and also has this really cool like isometric, eight uh, bit sixteen bit style. So it looks really cool. And uh, real quick for people, I, I, for fans of the show, like <laughs> like Greg and Ty, uh, are they remaking Legend of Mana, Legend of Mana? Uh, just re releasing, re releasing. Yeah. So the so yeah. so yeah. So that's kind of like okay, fine. Like let uh, shouldn't be the headlining of Legends of Mana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's another like re release from a SNES game, but like those are Super Nintendo games, and Nintendo has Super Nintendo Online, so it's like just release those on that. You know. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, man, I I was watching the direct, leaving work. I got in the car with Molly, and it was like the last ten minutes, and I was like, hey, I'm just watching this like nerdy thing. I'm expecting a big Zelda announcement to come up. And Molly's like, I don't care what I'm going to drive. I went great. <laughs> the director of breath of the wild two pops yep. up and I like go, Oh my God, this is, it's happening now. And he goes, Hey, I know seeing me, you're thinking you're going to hear about breath of the wild two. You're not, but, but development's going great. So I was like, okay, well we're still going to get something. We're going to get the collection, Zelda collection. <laughs> we're going to get the re-releases yeah. of the Zelda games. He goes, and here, here you go. Here's what we're releasing. I was anticipation. My expectations were so high. They're remastering Skyward Sword, whoop, whoop. which is probably the worst 3D Zelda game that's ever been released. I so I told Vargas this. Uh, I mean, well, I mentioned it. He's like, and he was. We we all know our our boy Porkcheek. He is the epitome <laughs> of optimism. He's always well. Okay, so I'll admit I was probably the most excited person about Skyward Sword because I've never right. played it. It's right. the only Zelda right. game I've never played. It, it is. It, it's interesting because it was the Zelda game that was built like because they they made Twilight Princess both for the GameCube and the Wii, right? And uh, and with Twilight Princess, you could use the Wii mode if you wanted to, but you could also play it with a controller. Like it was built that way. Yeah. Skyward Sword was built totally. On you had to use the Wii Mote to swing the sword, yeah. and boy howdy, it did not work at all. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird that you had to use a Wii Mote. Yeah. <laughs> so there was there were times, and so it's interesting because it's considered a really quote unquote dumbed down Zelda experience because of that. Like, yeah. there's not as many enemies to fight because you know you're more one on one stuff, which is fine. And the way they are reworking, like you you can use like the right stick to make it make that's your swings and stuff like that. So well, you can play be, it in handheld mode and use buttons. Right. You don't yeah. have to be flailing your arms around, but I know which I'm curious how they're going to do that because there are enemies that like you have to swing a certain way. Well, they can to get, you can still do that with the Wiimote or the joy cons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that it, like with the right stick that that's your swinging. So, but anyway, so then that happened and I was like, okay, I, I was a, a deflated balloon. Like that was me <laughs> in the car ride home. And then they went, we have one more thing. And I went, okay, good, here good, it comes. Here and then they announced Splatoon 3, Splatoon which I was 3. like, okay, Splatoon is fun, but whatever. So expectations are funny thing. <laughs> and uh, just listen, it's funny because I, I was watching a lot of stuff about the Nintendo Direct and like one guy was like, it's Nintendo, man. Like yeah. we've talked how about how weird of a company Nintendo is before. They're well, just a weird company who just, they do their own thing. They don't care. In two weeks when they surprise drop the Zelda 64 collection. Whenever they're like, hey, just FYI, we, we, Metroid Prime 4 is coming tomorrow. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. And you can only get it for a month, so right. buy it now. Okay, so so that that that's just a funny thing about how weird of a company Nintendo is. But what I really want to talk about, just and this will be my last thing before we move on to Vargas, 
is a really interesting thing happened last week where scientists achieved real-time communication with lucid dreamers. What? Yeah, this shit is bananas. Okay, so wait, are we talking? Are we gonna start talking about the cell? Yeah, probably. So we, <laughs> we're uh, getting some weird stuff. In case no one knows, and correct me if I'm wrong, everyone, and you might get into this, but lucid dreamers are the are the type of people who dream but can they consciously right. control what they're doing. They they the know they're dreaming and they can interact with their dreaming. It's also called interactive dreaming. So they yeah. know what they know they're dreaming. They can interact and control the dream. They can do whatever they want. It's nothing to be ashamed of. My mom <laughs> says everybody does that until you're 15. Right. The rubber sheets are normal. Are you talking about masturbation right now? No. Oh, talk- boy. We're talking about- it was a pee in your bed joke. Oh, oh we're talking about wet dream. Okay. My bad. My bad. I get it. So <laughs> wet dream pee in your bed. <laughs> So basically, they had participants in the study uh, who were lucid dreamers. They were able to respond to questions such as simple math questions while they were in the middle of REM sleep, which is like your deep sleep, right? Um, so uh, a lot of questions. Well, yeah. Well, don't forget REM sleep is when you lose your religion. Yep. And- that's me. That's me in the corner. Uh, that's me in the spotlight. <laughs> So, yeah, so basically they were able to tell they were in REM sleep, like not faking it, et cetera. Like it wasn't you know, one of those things like, yes, oh, yeah. he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they actually had <laughs> electrodes over their eyes, over their scalps, everything to like actually look at the brain waves and do things like that. That experts like um, uh, confirmed that they were in their uh, dream states and things like that. And they used their eye signals along with facial contortions. Uh, that's what was used as the communication. So like I... So, like, they were monitoring okay. their eyes, their wavelength, yeah. and uh, their facial contortions, and they would say, hey, if you can hear me, like, move your move your eyes side to side. And people would be like, bam, 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 right? And, that's insane. And they would do things like... Um, but also, at the same time, <clears throat> though, that's... If the eyes are already moving side, side to side, you're like, hey, keep, do, keep doing that, <laughs> right. if you can hear me. And then they do it again. And yeah, then they would say things like... Uh, if you can hear, like, answer, like, how, like, one guy, uh, a 19-year-old American participant was able to subtract six from eight while he was in lucid dreaming, and he correctly signaled the answer two with two eye movements from left to right. <laughs> when he, when they asked him to do it again, the same exact question, he repeated the correct answer. Ha! Take that, every other country. You say we're bad at math. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Roughly 18% of the trials resulted in this level of clear and accurate communication from the dreamer. 17 produced uh, indecipherable answers. So they're able to answer the question, but not like correctly, yeah. basically. They were sure. able to like, you know, you ask, what's, is that true or false? And they're like, yep. You, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. it was that kind of thing. You get a response, but it's nothing right. comprehensible. 3% ended with incorrect answers and then 60% did not provoke a response at all, right? So, And this was out of 100% of lucid dreamers. Yes, okay. out, of, out of this study. So basically almost fit, well, not quite 50%, but close to like 40% or so were able to actually like... React to react external stimuli. To external yeah. stimuli while they were lucidly dreaming. Um, so, so yeah, so this is just one of those things that like, again... Could this be some type? We find some weird world, like extra dimensional thing. Yeah, we already did that. Cell. It's called the cell. Yeah, well, J Lo was in that movie. And you got to remember how rich people are so obsessed with what happens after death. And this is sort of like the same type of thing. Like, yeah, like dreaming because all these studies have gone have gone right. like dealing with people right after death. I was actually in a short about that exact subject in college. <laughs> I uh, yeah. acted in a short film, guys. So, oh, nice. You guys could applaud real quick, and then I'll move on. Brian Lay, IMDb. Thank you, thank you. But it, I mean, people have been obsessed with a like dreaming, especially lucid dreams, like and figuring out like 
yeah, well, all like, that shit, right? Yeah, exactly. How are how are those participants able to be lucid dreamers? Right. And how are some people able to not ever remember their mm-hmm. dreams? Right. And then also what happens after death? Like, of course, not religion-based, like strictly like what happens to your quote-unquote soul, or your co- brain Yeah, patterns, consciousness, anything. Consciousness, like, thank yeah. you, yeah. What happens after death? And pe- there have been studies on people after death or like the people who quote unquote die, right? They're declared right. They quote unquote die. And then they come back and they're like, oh yeah, it was cool, man. It was like lights everywhere. Right. Like, it was, uh, like a lot of people talk about this out of body experience. Like my dad had a boss who had a near death out of body experience. And he told anyway, like yeah. not saying it was true by any means, but he remembers having, he, cause he had a heart attack and was taken to the EMS to the hospital. <clears throat> he coded flatlined and he remembers like specifically all of a sudden, he was out, like looking down on his body. A nurse was over him, saying, "Come on, Mister So and So, like, stay with us." You know, doing compressions. And he remembers seeing a light down a hallway, and he was like, "What should I do?" Like, he remembers like that specific, like, weird inclination, like of like, "What happens now?" You know, like this yeah. weird thing. And then he woke up later, and the nurse was over him, like, "Oh, thank God!" You know, like, "Thank but, God, thank God." So, was that lucid dreaming, or was it? It is. Dead? It is a weird. Did like, the top fall over? <laughs> Did the one? Did the top fall over? He's doing. It's a an bit. Inception joke, oh. guys. We're talking about dreaming. I never oh. seen Inception. You, yeah, you. The spit. He spins the thing. Spins the uh, that's that's a spoiler alert. Are you sure, you guys? Aren't thinking of Eight Crazy Nights, where he spins a dreidel? <laughs> you you got it. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I was talking about Inception. Uh, but yeah, but this, but you know, on top of that, that Brian said, it could be just an interesting way of showing how the brain works and rests and inter- interprets information, things like that. So it could be a really interesting thing, or it could not be. Who knows? You know, <laughs> it could be yeah. just something where people are like, he's talking to me. And yeah. then he wakes up, he's like, I didn't say shit. They find out they're not actually sleeping, they're just in a right. weird hibernetic state. Well, you can tell mm-hmm. when they're sleeping when the Z's float out of their head. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. Whenever right. they're counting the sheep and the sheep go away. The sheep, yep. Like, oh, well, they're, they're obviously go. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about? Uh, so, I. Please, please video games. Please it's, video games. it's not video games. Oh. I opened a really clickbaity article uh, this week. <clears throat> and you a won't virus. believe what happens next. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, but. <laughs> The, the story behind it's really interesting, and I wanted to yeah. share it. So the title of the article is, There's a good chance you've made out with a drowning victim from the 1800s. What? Right. I know. So, okay. So How did he, they know I made out with Mary Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story, right? So there, mm-hmm. was, there was a drowning victim that was discovered in the 1800s, and... I guess one of the things they used to do is like put these bodies in windows to like help identify the victims. Sure. Right? And, sure. and they would also make death masks. Yes. Well, this particular young woman was apparently particularly attractive. Nice. She was like, hell yeah. To, to the point where people were like, whoa, that is a hot dead body. <laughs> like, right. So I, I don't know, man. That's just what the article says. Right, right. Okay. I mean, that is a like, true thing. It is, yeah, it's all she true. She was extraordinarily attractive, whether it was for the time or what, whatever. Right. Tom, Tom, come here. Tom, look at this. Holy Do you see shit. her? Wow. That is the hottest <laughs> wet broad I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Is she alive? No, no she's no, dead. Tom, she's, That's even hotter. She's dead. <laughs> so, I want to make out with her. So there was an artist who was like, you know, obsessed with this this dead woman, and he made a death mask of her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, long story short, this death mask ended up being the model for a child's doll. 
Okay. Oh. So. Whoa. And then, <laughs> then, in the, I want like, sixties, seventies, eighties, whatever. Sometime right. the doll, the child's doll toy, right. was used as a model for the CPR dummy. Oh, yeah. Okay, right? Okay. So that's where the clickbait of the article comes from, where like you've probably made out with a drowning victim from the 1800s, is that this woman's face, right? her death mask was the model for a child's doll. I thought doll. we were going to get in some esoteric... Yeah. No, like, I thought it was going to be... Succubus a, and stuff. Well, or, you know, like, And that's the like clickbaity part of the article. Is right. like, I absolutely have not made out with a drowning victim. <laughs> like, I know fucking, for a fact I have not right. done this. Yeah, but that's why. That's why I thought that was really interesting. Again, something you never think about is right. like the the CPR dummy does have a face. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I mean, it is pretty plain. Yeah, I did a I did a man a man's face. You want to rephrase that? <laughs> yeah. Nope, I'm cutting that out. Oh, Ryan, yeah. I, I did, did a man's, man's face. I shoved, said I did a man's face. That's sh- what he said. I shoved I shoved a part of me into a man's face. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that better? Yep. yep. Okay. When I took a CPR course, I. CPR to man's face. Yep. I got it. With my CPR. With your right. face. Yeah, with your CPR. I didn't pass. Oh. I, <laughs> I didn't pass. And it, it wasn't a course. I was making out with a, a dummy at right. Macy's. Yeah, it wasn't a course. It was a corpse. Oh, <laughs> That's where I know I've made out with a drowning victim. Yep. <laughs> anyway. That like reminds me, I don't know why, but that kind of stuff where they would present like or put dead people up to identify them in glass cases. Yeah. Like spear, like a, a dead body photography. Have you ever seen oh, that yeah. stuff? Yeah, where they would like after people would pass away. Can I hear on my phone. Right <laughs> after people after family members would pass away, they would want to like take you know because back in that time, taking pictures was a big fucking ordeal yeah. to like get a picture. So like, hey, since it's a big deal, this person's dead. Let's prop their dead body up, <laughs> sit among them, and take a picture like it's just a normal family portrait. Yeah, and then we'll put it up all the time. Yep, and isn't that so irritating? How yeah, the, irritating. the writers of Weekend at Bernie's got oh. away with that plagiarism? <laughs> <laughs> how annoying is that? Right, but that stuff, uh, uh, like the way, like that kind of stuff, you know, because the way they would present dead bodies in glass cases of right. all things, like right. that remind, like Abraham Lincoln was in a glass coffin for like a while, like yeah, traveled around the country yep. uh, on to a train, file burial spot, like. <laughs> yeah. Insane stuff with his head blown open, you know. So anyone who says that the the true crime and the macabre right. like obsession with oh. death and stuff is is all oh, this is new and, and then why is true now. crime now? Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> no. remember our parent podcast, Slap Podcast on the Left. Shout out! They have a big thing where they talk about like that exact thing where they're like, "This isn't a new thing." Like right. people who look for the macabre or like want things like you know that was like a big. That's how true crime started was. Um, people would go out and rob dead bodies yeah. and like look for trinkets and shit like that from like serial killers and well, weird they did shit. The, uh, even even as recent as um, um, Bonnie and Clyde, right? right. They they stormed yeah. that shit to get like I want a piece of yes. quote unquote American history, right? And they would hold on to that shit, and that's how like they would travel around and be like, hey, you want to see Bonnie and Clyde's? I don't know, whatever. Well, I, I think it just goes CPR to show. dummy. <laughs> His name is Harold. <laughs> I think it just goes to show that that. I mean, death is always, it's a part of life, right? right. It's a part of, it's something that every person life. will experience. So, uh, yeah. Uh, also again, wah, whatever the, <laughs> um, we might get DMCA'd. Stop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a part of life and it right. used to be far closer to us yeah. as people than than it is nowadays and i th- i think that's just an inherent thing that people seek out because it's 
it's part of being a person is part of existing right. on the planet. Every creature that lives right. will eventually die. And since you can't, you know, walk down your stairs and kill a chicken and bring it up. Like that used to be like life, right? right. Or like, don't watch out for the lion. He's going to murder you while right. you go outside your cave or, Hey, don't go outside. Cause a plague is out. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yikes. Well, such a dark podcast. <laughs> Let's go talk about video games again. What are we doing? Yeah, so last week we had uh, on the on the debate special. No, I wasn't talking about that. Oops. I was talking about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, oh, just what are we doing here? Yeah, what, what, what's our purpose? I was going to get very existential, but if we're going to cut it off here, we we can't. It's fine. Well, we're going to have another podcast. This is going to be our another talk about existential <laughs> dread. Yeah, great. <laughs> Love talking about that. Last time we had the beer bracket on on the last debates, kind of a special. Um, so we didn't get to announce the next week's show. This will be next Monday. So next Monday, we're not only going to review the best console. Um, right. We're going to readdress that. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, but I also want the boys to give me the best slasher film. It can be old. It can be new. It can be gory. It can be not gory. Whatever you think is the best slasher movie. Okay. Okay. I want to hear it. And then I want, um, obviously, you guys are going to have to bring me your copies of said slasher movie so I can mm-hmm. then watch them unless they're streaming somewhere. Uh, but that, but that's what I want. Cause what better way to celebrate the post Valentine's day excitement <laughs> yeah. that all the single people have <laughs> than talking about murdering people with machetes. I hope, I mean, pitchforks, I hope those are involved. Yeah, that, those should be involved. Yeah. Um, I will say if you, if you pick Tucker and Dale versus evil, you will win. <laughs> that's uh, not a slasher. There's no slasher can... in that movie. Yeah, there was. The kids slash themselves, and then spoiler yeah. for Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Fast right now, press the fifteen plus on the podcast app. Yep, the kid becomes the slasher at the end. Yeah, yeah. So. and he was the slasher at the beginning. That's right. Well, his dad. His dad. And thank you for rejoining the podcast. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we're gonna do next week. Um, but make sure to. <laughs> I I I don't know if you guys still. I was high energy today. You know why I was high energy? Had a couple glasses of Grind Coffee Company. That's why I was oh, high energy. Man. Boy, howdy. So check check those out, grindcoffeecompany.com. Uh, you can also check out hopeclothingkc.com. Right. Right. Get some shirts for your t-shirt blanket brought to you by malls.com. <laughs> Have you started that yet, malls.com? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good. We were in a long litigious litigation battle with uh, some people, but I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, I never I never do. They misspelled uh, moles.com. So. Those fools. <laughs> The whole oh thing. man! Find us online. You can email us. Uh, tell us what you think about BlizzCon. Tell us what you think about expectations and Nintendo Direct <laughs> and Lucid Dreaming, and uh, and let us know how many times you've made out with a drowning victim from the 1800s. Uh, you can find you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail Find us on Twitter, debates on tap. Find us on Instagram, debates on pictures. And other than that, every Monday, make sure tune in. We'll have something for you. Either and another thing. Like you just heard today, or debates on tap. It's right. coming out next Monday. So enjoy that. I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.